1: Welcome, and it's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. Become a diehard. Go PHNX.com. Pick up a free hat and or shirt every single year. You are a diehard. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock. It's a mock draft
2: Tuesday here on PHNX Cardinals. Bo Brock, how we living? We're living well. I just got my Andrews and Dejo make football violin again hat I'm I'm pumped. Vibes are they're high right now, even though we continue to not be in studio. I'm I'm actually pretty convinced that Damon Dog and myself, my road dog Damon Dog, that uh, we're never gonna make it back in the studio ever again. Every yeah, we are they, we are cast off to do road shows for the rest of our lives. They've enjoyed so much not having you in studio that they have prolonged <laughs> it yet
1: another week. They might just roll this right into the combine in two weeks, which we will be at in uh, Indianapolis uh, ahead of the combine. Though, lot to discuss. A lot to talk about. And uh, the show title says it all today. What guarantees the Arizona Cardinals an opportunity or a certainty to take one Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State? And uh, I think I can say one guarantee, uh, and that involves a certain team at number three. Third overall, that being the New England Patriots. Um, this was tipped off a little bit late yesterday on our show. A couple of viewers pointed this out, so we wanted to follow up on it. So... Uh, Dan Graziano has been kind of hit or miss with with Arizona Cardinal takes, but he had a big ESPN article breakdown. And uh, this is from Dan Graziano. Now it's aggregated from our guy Dove on Twitter, so take that with a grain of salt. Dan Graziano came out with an article. Yes, very much so. (laughs) Big-time fraud, Dove. Still never met Dove at one of these events we've been at. It's almost like they don't want him around. But Dan Graziano basically said – that the New England Patriots are exploring their option to trade down. They're they're basically putting it out there circa the Cardinals last year. Hey, make us an offer. And uh, I would say if that happens before the draft, let's say Minnesota, the Vegas Raiders, the Denver Broncos, somebody comes up with the New England Patriots, are we going to be doing a show later that day at 4.30, basically celebrating the arrival of Marvin Harrison Jr.? I say yes.
2: Absolutely. No doubt about it, because I think that the teams that are desperate enough to make that move, right? And we've already heard it from Tony Pauline, the reports out of Denver that Sean Payton is dead set on one of these top three quarterbacks or the Las Vegas Raiders. These organizations, Johnny, that had to be pounded over the head to say, hey, you need a good quarterback to compete in this league. And they're like, no, 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 we're good. We're going to use these 30 plus year old retreads and try to make do. And they've realized that that's a failing way of success. So, yeah, I think that they finally realized it. They're ready to pony up. And the New England Patriots have the ability to trade down and really kind of kickstart their rebuild just like Monty Austin did. But I think what the Patriots have the advantage of here is three surefire prospects at the quarterback position where I think last year's draft, it was two surefire guys. And I know that young kind of fell by the wayside during his rookie season, CJ Stroud, you know, merge. And then Anthony Richardson from the sample size we got, he was great. Just like his pre-draft process. Like you saw a lot of good that you should be excited about, but you still don't know where I think this draft, you've got Caleb Williams, Drake may and Jaden Daniels that teams are excited about. It's a better
1: class than last year. It's a better class than 2025. I can say that unequivocally CJ Stroud even though he went second overall, the smear campaign that he experienced last draft season was egregious. It it was borderline criminal. Uh, And I don't team's probably trying to push him down, but I saw mocks where he fell out of the top 10 to 15. I mean, it was a really wild situation. And as you mentioned, Anthony Richardson's rise didn't start until mid to late March, his pro day, obviously shining at the NFL combine, very poised with his answers with the media coming out of Florida. Like, we feel pretty good right now. Like, Dan Brugler just released his, I think, NFL Top 100. Coincides a lot with Mel Kuyper Jr., Daniel Jeremiah. Like, there are three to four quarterbacks that are not only lock first rounders that are easily top 10 to 15 guys, and then there are three quarterbacks in particular that most people think will go top five, hopefully top three. And to to kind of go off of what you're saying, the New England Patriots are, are in a very similar situation with the Arizona Cardinals in that they have two choices. The Cardinals have two choices. The Cardinals are either going to take a player named Marvin Harrison Jr., and the Patriots are either going to take a quarterback or the other team is going to trade down. So if the mm-hmm. Patriots decide to not take um, a quarterback or Marvin Harrison Jr., it makes the Cardinals job exponentially easier. You just trade down. If they say, we're going to take this generational player and we're going to be stubborn and we're gonna allow ourselves to have a cheat meal because that's what Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. is for them. It's a cheat meal, right? Yeah. And then you're gonna turn around the next day and it's like, oh, I I know I'm my workout equipment, I own my treadmill. I can't really put this to good use, right? I can't work off my cheat meal. The Cardinals are gonna say, Thank you very much. We're gonna take our our vitamins and our on our medicine for the second consecutive year, and it's gonna prolong our sustained success. That's why I just I'm not a believer. I see some people in the chat saying. A lot of these, Christopher White, a lot of these um, draft simulators have MHJ going to Washington. That makes even less sense than New England when you consider Johan Dotson is there, Terry McLaurin is there, Curtis Samuel is there. They could take a wide receiver later. I mean, like, receivers, like, the only position they don't need. They have Logan Thomas, they have no quarterback. Like Sam Howell beat the Cardinals in week one, and then he proceeded to like throw as many touchdowns as interceptions the rest of the year. I mean, he's not a competent NFL starting quarterback. He's like of the Taylor Heineke's of the world. So again, like you can trade down and there's always rationale to trade down, but then you better Mm -hmm. look yourself in the mirror, Brock, and and answer, why aren't we just taking this player? Why aren't we just taking this quarterback when we have none?
2: Right, and then when you kind of try to... Look at this draft board, and and I see in the chat, you know, what about, you know, the Chargers? Is there any concern that the Chargers could come up from five uh, and the Patriots just go down two spots? Uh, Trying to kind of forecast who could be some of those movers. We talked about Chicago yesterday, and Adam Hogue basically kind of, you know, debunked that. You know, they would be very content with Caleb and, you know, whoever's available between Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze potentially at nine, uh, I mean, I I just don't see a team pulling a Houston and getting way up for a non-quarterback. I ju- I just don't think that it's realistic. Like it was at, it was almost, it was it was not unprecedented, but as far as how the NFL has shifted in in making it a premium as far as quarterbacks and and what we we deem premium positions. But walk talk- our viewers how that happened last year
1: and who is the instigator of that trade. Because it doesn't seem like Houston rewatching the
2: footage, Bo, was the instigator to that. What do you, you say? Are you implying that uh, Monty Osborne? Yes, made, it made felt made like Monty Osborne was like somebody come up. We want to come right. down. And th- and that was what was in cra- was crazy about the deal at when it was all said and done. Was it was Houston negotiating against themselves? Yeah. And the fact that Monty Austinfort was able to get as much in return as he did for a non-quarterback, but you know, at the same time, they're going up from twelve to three. And that was really the only option outside of the Arizona Cardinals having to stick and pick for Paris Johnson Jr., which, you know, you feel pretty confident saying they they were going to do. So it, it's, it's different because at this point last offseason, Anthony Richardson, there was too many question marks for people like if you would, if you had mocked Anthony Richardson, even at four where he was actually selected people would have said you're absolutely fucking nuts to where now people are saying jaden daniels or you could even you know push somebody is recently in a respected network in the draft network putting jj mccarthy at five like it's a legit three and that Mm -hmm. just plays to the full advantage of the arizona cardinals in guaranteeing the ability or the opportunity to select maserati Mar fourth overall
1: yeah, I think we've got that clip now or that excerpt from uh, Dan Graziano, again, aggregated from our frenemy Dove on Twitter. People around the NFL also believe that the Patriots might trade down from three and address the QB position in free agency. The, the latter half of that is laughable. No, you're if you do that, you're basically waving the white flag this year, which is the, the, the smart move. Like, yeah, let's go sign a Jacoby Brissett or somebody to get us through the slog of this season because make no mistake about it, you're not going to be competitive. We had people from New England tell us that their their roster is expansion level bad. Who does that sound like? Oh, I don't know. A certain Arizona franchise from this past year that also trade down. Like, I don't think Will Anderson Jr. and Marvin Harrison Jr. are comparable prospects, Bo. But it almost does feel like the Cardinals and the Patriots are in the exact same situation, 365 days apart. The fan base last year, Arizona Cardinal fan base, you need to take Will Anderson Jr. You have to take Will Anderson Jr. Generational. We were calling him blue chip. The best singular player along with Jalen Carter. And then the tire stop at the NFL Combine last year, Cardinals really actually want to trade down. They don't have Will Anderson Jr. rated that high. I don't doubt that the Patriots have Marvin Harrison Jr. rated high. Probably one of, if not the best player on their board. But they're probably very much of the mindset like, We need more picks, guys. This is just not going to work. We're going to lose our jobs. We need an influx of talent. We have to compete. And the difference was the Cardinals had Kyler Murray on a big deal. Coming off an ACL, they weren't going to take a quarterback. The Patriots have two options. Take a quarterback, which I inevitably think is still going to happen, or trade down and and rebuild this roster one player at a time. And I saw somebody in the chat saying Dame Brugler has Malik Neighbors as his third overall player behind Caleb and Marvin. I mean, you see that, and it speaks to the depth of receiver in this class. I just – this is this is going to work out for the Arizona Cardinals. By hook or by crook, <laughs> we are going to get three quarterbacks in the top three because of the sense of urgency that these teams are, are feeling. The Raiders have no one. The Vikings have nobody at the position. You think about, like, competing against Jordan Love and Caleb Williams if you're the Minnesota Vikings, and Jared Goff and the renewed Detroit Lions, and you play in a dome like – you're in striking distance. The Vi- the Vikings are always one of those teams seven, eight, nine wins. You're never going to be in this position again. Yeah. So I, I the Cardinals just sit back, play it cool, and if the Patriots want to f around and do something stupid, you're going to be ready to take advantage.
2: Yeah. I, everybody absolutely crushing it in the chat. We're, yeah. I'm loving it. Uh, Eli saying Monty Austin, humongous balls uh, is his nick is his nickname. One of many, right? Obviously, Boston Ford out there, which we love. A couple of the handles out there by some. Uh, chat users out there, but, uh, you know, I talked to Thomas Dimitrov and it, it, it's a, it's an interview that we have right now. That's exclusively for diehards, but uh, spoiler, like Thomas worked with Mania in new England for so long um, as a, a, he was their head of you know college scouting before he got the job in Atlanta and he revamped what Atlanta was doing part of, you know, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones coming to the Falcons and and priming them for a Super Bowl run nearly 10 years later. But he kind of is like the blueprints in place. Like people understand, like at this part of the process, as far as the start of a rebuild, which Monty Austin Ford absolutely understood the assignment and executed it to a high level. Um, you know, the New England Patriots won't be that naive to it, despite them maybe getting in their own way about the Patriot way and maybe they could go against the grain because they are able to do so with a crutch of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady for so many years. But they understand at the end of the day, you understand that at this part, at this stage, if you want, you know, your new head coach and Gerard Mayo and whoever takes over in the front office, you want them to be successful. It either starts with finding your next franchise quarterback or accumulating. Future assets in creating draft capital in order to revamp this thing. It's it's not that it's not that uh, tough of a thing to do, no. but as far as executing it, like how to do it and and really kickstart this thing to the best of your abilities, that's what the decision makers in, in Foxborough need to figure out. So if if they keep it simple, they can be on the right track as soon as the Arizona Cardinals have been, where it's. One tough season, and then the next offseason, you're right back in the thick of things, and, and you're being able to re you know, overhaul your roster with everything that you've done this offseason. So it's simple it's quarterback or it's trade down. And it hmm. might not, you know, when I'm looking at this class, Johnny, if you were put in this situation, like we know organizations love these three quarterbacks, obviously Caleb Wilson Williams, who's the top prospect in this class. But then when you look at these other twos guys, like I'm hesitant to give the keys in my franchise to Drake, May, and Jaden Daniels. I understand the tapes there in the hardware's there for Jaden Daniels, but I watched him play in Tempe. I have my reservations. Like If I'm the New England Patriots, I think my first move is to trade out of three.
1: The Vikings are in a position to support a young quarterback. You are not. The Vikings play in a dome. The Vikings have an offensive head coach that's been to the playoffs that likely would have been back in the playoffs had Kirk Cousins not gotten hurt. It's time to to jump into the next era of Minnesota Viking football with a young quarterback, right? Like, I with all due respect to JJ McCarthy, Michael Penix, and Bonix, like the Vikings are at eleven, and they can get up to three. Like that's a, that's a possibility. These teams beyond that, Denver's behind them. It's just not realistic, right? The Vikings are could potentially get up to three. Keep Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, like, and you're cooking with gas. Something fierce. I see in the chat, Jalen, a couple different times, our guy Jalen Blair saying he believes the Vikings, there's a belief that they love Jaden Daniels. I could see that. Uh, Brett Coleman was on the Mina Kimes podcast last week, and said the Vikings were in love with Anthony Richardson and offered up the farm, but went with another team. It was obviously the Cardinals. Richardson and Jaden Daniels, it's not apples and oranges, but both mobile, both with special abilities. I happen to think that Jaden Daniels is going second overall. And that might be a little bit of insight into my mock draft, which by the way is dropping later tonight on uh, GoPHNX.com. I think Jaden Daniels is the second best quarterback in this class. I like I like Drake May and his skill set. I think mm-hmm. he, you could talk yourself into a poor man's Justin Herbert, and I think the Patriots would be wise to to consider him. Obviously, the Commanders are going to consider him, but I, I just think Jaden Daniels, his skill set right now, that's what's winning in the NFL. Special player yeah. with mobility. I. Drake May, I, I've seen this kind of quarterback bust too many times in my life, the Jay clockers of the world, like the Blaine Gabberts, there, there are some guys that have those similar kind of profiles, but I, I hope he succeeds for the sake of him. I'm just glad the Cardinals aren't in that discussion. But you know, going back to your original question, like I, I think there are teams right now that feel like we have a good team. For whatever reason, it didn't work out for us this year. We had injuries. We're in a position of striking distance. I'm sure the Raiders feel this way, naively. But you're also, okay, I play in the AFC. I'm the, the mm-hmm. Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to be in a division. Sean Payton, we've seen is competent. Like, he's going to be right around 500 every year. Jim Harbaugh is in my division with Justin Herbert now. And, oh, by the way, modern NFL dynasty, Kansas City, your quarterbacks are Jimmy Garoppolo and Aiden O'Connell. Like, is is J.J. McCarthy changing that? Is Bo Nix changing that? Or are you going to say to yourself, if you're Antonio Pierce, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to buy myself more time. I'm going to go up and get somebody. And reset my rookie well, wage scale clock. He loves Jaden Daniels. I mean, he of was course. Of re- yeah, he was
2: part of the reason Jaden Daniels was in Tempe wearing, uh, Sun Devil maroon and gold. I mean, that's 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 everybody pretty much knows that. So, um, it's, it, it, this. I hope this isn't insulting to Jaden Daniels, but I think even on his, at the very worst, like I think his floor is peak Josh Dobbs. Like when Josh Dobbs was rolling. I think that he was he that's what he can at the very least be at the NFL, right? Like he's he's mobile. And, you give him you know, more credit than that. I mean, Dob that's what I'm saying. That's Dob what I'm Dob saying. That's his Tennessee floor. and was solid. Daniels was the Heisman floor. trophy winner. No, I but but at the same time, you're trying to his figure floor. out how Okay, I misunderstood. I yeah. thought you said his ceiling was peak, Josh Dobbs. And I'm like, no. Whoa. Okay, that, that that would be like I would I'm just basically spitting in his face if that's what I say. Here's what I will say: the people who are a, like anti-believers in Jaden Daniels all reside here
1: or were here when yeah. he was at Arizona State. If you need an example of how important coaching is, I mean, like Kyler <laughs> Murray couldn't succeed long term with Cliff Kingsbury. Jaden Daniels couldn't couldn't roll with Herm Edwards. Like, get around good people. But Kyle Shanahan got
2: Brock Purdy to a Super Bowl. Like, what right. what are we doing here? Like, it that coaching matters. Right, Googzy. Uh, yeah, you're speaking probably for a lot of people, but we're trying to convince these teams to take him. I said, peak Josh Dobbs, the Dobb father that we all fell in love with, and then he ripped our hearts out once he turned back into a pumpkin, like my co host said. It's uh, we're t- <laughs> I'm talking when at the it is very best. That's his floor. I mean, and he, that was winning football. He played winning. Football. He
1: was, and it. But like his game does resemble like the height of Dobbs. We're like yeah. straight line runner aggressive, I mean, tremendous athlete. I just like this comment from, from Han shot first. The Cardinals are basically in a win-win situation here. It's a great feeling. They have a later pick than they did last year by one pick. They're in a better spot. They're in a much better spot. Like they got it done last year. Kudos to Austin Ford got a future one. You know, it's 27. It is what it is. Got Paris Johnson jr. This has a chance. We're going to look back to this draft. And I've been saying this, we've been saying this throughout the NFL season And draft season, we're going to echo it. This is going to be a franchise-changing draft for the Arizona Cardinals, not just because of the additional picks later on, but because Mm -hmm. you are likely going to end up with either multiple firsts in future years, if you play your cards right, or Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, that's telegraph. Whereas last year, we were doing shows after the combine, and we were made to believe that a trade could be done in any day for somebody coming up to Anthony Richardson. It did not happen. Mm -hmm. It never never happened. happened until... I was driving into four peaks and I got tipped off like the Titans want to come up. Oh, okay. For what? For whom? Right? So GJ Strahd's going to go second overall. Is the trade dead? It didn't happen until they were on the clock as we saw. So I I think if we have an opportunity to see a pre-draft trade, like Daniel Jeremiah alluded to four weeks, six weeks, two months right after the combine. I mean, it's just if you're Michael Bidwell and you're Monty Austin Ford, you start printing up the jerseys. You vet the young man one last time in Columbus. You take his family out. You visit with Reg, or, uh, no, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison Sr., his entire family. Maybe and Reggie you just, Wayne. Yeah, maybe him. Peyton Manning could be there. You just you go you go to town. Have all the merch ready to go because it it's it will. You happen. start
2: negotiations with B.J. Ujulari. Hey man, you know eighteen. Yeah. You got to have more than you know. Four, three and a half sacks uh, in order to keep that digit. I think he'd be open. cool with it. I think he'd be fine with it. Yeah. Give him Isaiah Simmons old number nine or something. Ooh, like that'd be that. sweet. I'd yeah. love that. Uh, you, can you guys hear this on the broadcast? There's, there's a dog that's seriously been barking for no, all, we can't. all 24 minutes of this show. I'm actually impressed. This dog is, it might be one of Damon's dogs, but he can just is nonstop barking uh, in the neighborhood here.
1: Red sea. There's a scenario currently. If Marvin Harrison jr. Goes ahead of us, and we move back with Denver for two ones and, and a PS two. I love that PS two. Um, <laughs> that's what it would take for Denver, in my opinion. Like I would tell the Denver Broncos, you're asking me to give up on Joe Alt and Alou Fashnu and Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunzi. Mm-hmm. I need your one this year. I need your one in 2025. We've seen your competent team. You'll be in the teens, and I need Patrick Sertain. And then that that's and then maybe a, maybe a sweetener or two on on day two or day three. That's what it would take, and if you're willing, to – Sean Payton might do that. Like to get his
2: quarterback, of course he would. He might do that. He'd be insane. How old's Patrick Sertain? I need to Google that real quick. Is he I'm under twenty-five? 25? He's probably right around twenty-five. I, I mean, this is a guy that's emerging. This is a guy that's the type of player at a position. Yeah, he's, 20, he's twenty-three. He's twenty-three. It's unbelievable. He turns, I mean, he's he turns twenty-five in eight. He tw-
1: turns twenty-four in April.
2: I would, I would like, I, I want Maserati, Marv. I absolutely do. And I hate to talk about these, these alternative universes. But we have where to, he doesn't land for the Cardinals, but like I would love for the trade to happen with, with the actual Broncos and the Cardinals where Sertan is wearing an Arizona Cardinals uniform. He'll take over that uh, Hollywood Brown old number two, right. As we're talking about Jersey numbers yeah. and then we'll just trade. We'll get from DNVR Broncos. We'll get Patrick Sertan over mm-hmm. to PHX Cardinals and it would be, it would be beautiful continue his, his, his run here on the L city network. It's just, it would be sweet, sweet music. They, they can have Drake may completing about
1: 58% <laughs> of his throws in the AFC West next year, going seven and 10. And we'll have a, a, the best quarterback arguably in the NFL along with sauce Gardner, uh, I, Han shot first. Peyton is reckless. So glad he didn't take the Cardinal job. Go look back yeah. at what he would force Mickey Loomis to do in the first round of the draft. The kind of draft day trades, they would go up for edge rushers, giving up future ones. Like he, he's going to, it would not surprise me at all if he fell in love with a guy at the combine and pounded his fist and said, do whatever you have to do. Like he, he'll say, I didn't sign Russell Wilson to this stupid ass deal. I didn't trade picks for Russell Wilson. Go get me my guy. Denver and Minnesota and the Las Vegas Raiders. Those are the teams to watch. Those are the teams that, and Atlanta, but it doesn't feel like Atlanta's got the, the mojo of these
2: other teams right now. Yeah. You, you love these, uh, these gunslingers, these, these guys shooting from the hip that are willing to make uh, some reckless moves. I like that. Reckless is is absolutely right. And, and as far as, that wouldn't have messed with Monty Austin for it, And I think no. that that was part of the conversation of why they weren't willing to give a part of the draft compensation and meet his asking price last offseason uh, where we talked about Sean Payton so often, we were we were a bit talk about reckless with that that combo. But man, uh, unanswered prayers for Cardinals fans, the football gods. Sean Payton being the head coach of Denver and having a falling out with his franchise quarterback, and the franchise quarterback head coach relationship here is strong and is probably as strong as it's ever been. Adonis MF asking Bo, what are your
1: current chances of Marvin Harrison Jr. landing in Arizona? Let's go percentage based, Bo.
2: Uh, like I said, I was a little hesitant yesterday, but it's a hesitancy of we don't deserve good things sometimes. Yes. Um, but we absolutely—that's that's false. I'll say that it's absolutely false. We do deserve good things. Um, I think I would say I'm going to put it at a very seventy-five percent. That's Fair. a very optimistic seventy-five percent here on February thirteenth, the day before Valentine's Day. But look, yeah, yes. at seventy-five percent, I'm. I am like I'm prepared. I'm writing out that that love note the night before Valentine's Day and I'm asking Marzorati Marv to be my Valentine. There's nobody else I'd rather have. That's true. Uh yeah, <laughs> I think you think back to like when they beat the Eagles, I had
1: basically conditioned myself that it wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. And then with everything that transpired in in week 17 and the kind of the dominoes, I I would say I'm
2: Right there with you. Maybe, maybe a little bit more optimistic at 85 percent. Here, here's what I will say, and and that's I like that. That's even more optimistic. But mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a player that you could consistently say is the favorite more so than Marvin Harrison Jr. landing with the Arizona Cardinals. So go check out on gophnx.com
1: our mock draft tracker, and look around the NFL landscape. And the media doesn't know everything, trying to telegraph. But go look at the heavy hitters on that list. I, 90% plus or Marvin Harrison Jr. There's no scenario in which Marvin's available that they pass on and then like we talk it out every day on the show like okay if Marvin's not available fourth overall for the Cardinals why is he not available? Look me in the eye and give me a give me a rationale that makes sense because if you're looking at me and saying well the commanders took him at 2 that's not going that's not happening. There's no chance that happens. You can be funny and cute for clicks that's not happening. The Patriots are the only other potential landing spot. And we feel very much like if they have smart people in that building, as much as they love Marv, like as much as we loved Will Anderson Jr. last year, doing the best thing for your friend. I saw somebody in the chat earlier. Rebuilds don't start with wide receivers. They just they just don't. They start with quarterbacks mm-hmm. or adding draft capital. And again, if if you go into this draft thinking, this is an A-plus receiver class, which it is. It's its a Flipping plus. I was doing my two-round mock draft, which is dropping tonight at go phnx.com. There are receivers aplenty going through picks one to 65. The Patriots are going to have their options to go get supplemental receiver talent for Jaden Daniels or Drake May, or if they trade down and sign a free agent quarterback. But man, you you think you're going to contend and compete and service Marvin Harrison Jr. in a division with Buffalo and Josh Allen and Mike McDaniel. Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Like they've got more talent than you. Yeah. You are starting from scratch. You are building the house, as you would say, Bo, during the peak of
2: this rebuild, Front, tear it down from the studs and yep. build it back up. I mean, the only one you can point to, the only organization that was in need of a uh, a new franchise signal caller and waited in the draft to do so was Cincinnati. But when you look at the 2011 draft, it was loaded but now with quarterbacks. The quarterbacks in that draft were Jake Locker, yep. uh, who was terrible, Blaine Gabbert, who was terrible. Uh, and they waited and they got Andy Dalton in the second round, didn't they? And, you know, yeah. that was probably the the smart move while taking AJ Green fourth overall, one pick before, you know, Patrick Peterson went to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Cam Newton was was the top pick in that draft, right. and they weren't in a position to get him. So, like, that's that's not there, there's no argument there like they, they don't they honestly there's there's an exception uh, and there always is but it it traditionally doesn't and smart smart route for the patriots would be either trade down or, or go quarterback smart route for everybody here is to dabble with our friends at bet
1: mgm folks it's bet5 get 158 instantly with
2: bet mgm bo did you make any super bowl wagers uh, I did. I took uh, the Chiefs at the time. I think they were plus two and a half. Looking good.
1: Looking good in the neighborhood with our friends at BetMGM. If you are dabbling with BetMGM for the first time, welcome, friends! But what have you been waiting for? We're <laughs> going to hook you up. 150 bucks in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager. All you got to do: download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on your iOS or Android device, or check them out desktop computer. Great, and pull up all. The props, locks, and drop them or keep them with our friends at BetMGM at BetMGM.com. Place a bet you're going to receive 150 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Sign up at BetMGM with that bonus code, PHNX. Tell them PHNX Cardinals sent you. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy, Damon Dog, behind the mic. Talk about it in the disclaimer
0: problem call 1-800-GAMBLER available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369-NewYork. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-Arizona, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico.
2: This week was the actual Super Bowl and next weekend is the Super Bowl for NASCAR. It's Daytona and then after that uh shortly after that you got the valley of the sun welcoming nascar to town it's entire circus and you can experience that the uh the, the roaring engines the uh the burning tires out there uh for phoenix raceway they've got the shiner's children's 500 at phoenix raceway you can find Very affordable tickets for the entire family. Get out there and experience NASCAR for yourself. Uh, You are not going to regret it. Whether you're a diehard racing fan or you're somebody that's uh, just dabbling a little bit, want to check it out for yourself, well, do it uh, by getting yourself some tickets at phoenixraceway.com. It's good vibes for the entire family. We're excited to be partnered with PIR, the Phoenix Raceway. Uh, Get yourself tickets to the Shriners Children's 500 Phoenix Raceway, the entire PHNX crew is going to be hanging out there. Join us. It promises to be that weekend for good vibes for the entire family. Get your f- tickets. As I said, phoenixraceway.com. Are you at all concerned with this Justin Fields trade? Which, by the way, that that
1: bad boy feels like it's imminent, doesn't it? Like two or three weeks max, like Bears smooth him with Caleb Williams. People at the combine feels like that's right around the corner. And then Justin Fields is, is sent packing right before free agency. Does it concern you that the bears sounds like they're going to get at least a second added draft capital that they could come up for Marvin as a result? Or do you think that that's probably not likely?
2: I just don't think that that's likely. Like we, we talked about it in depth yesterday. We just had a really in depth as far as what the cost would be to get up to, to three and to do that for a non quarterback. Eh, and spend that price when you really could just stick and pick where you can maybe navigate, you know, in the general vicinity that they already are in, in nine, maybe get up to eight or seven, you can get yourself a Roma Dunsey and not have to surrender that much, that much capital going forward. I, I don't know. I just think that it it's still far fetched. Now, you know, things can materialize and Ryan Poles can realize, you know, he's really got to do something. And I think that he's, he's kind of handcuffed by the head coach that he decided to move forward with Maybe he just needs, maybe feels like he needs to maximize the roster with Caleb Williams uh, year one, but it still seems far-fetched. I still think that they believe that they can get themselves a, a game-changing receiver, uh, even if it's not Maserati Marv, Marvin Harrison. I also see in the chat here um, from Topher saying, did y'all see Kyler's Insta story? Um, he's, he's basically he's pumped for next season. And we've got a short that's dropping. It's a clip from our interview with Michael Wilson. And we also talked to Trey McBride. Like, Kyler Murray's talking to anybody that's willing to listen about his excitement about next season and how he hated being on the couch watching the playoffs and doesn't want to have to do that any longer. So look for that. Uh, Our conversation with Michael Wilson. You can check out the entire 25-minute interview that we did with Michael Wilson, Cardinal standout wide receiver uh, at Radio Row. Really some good tidbits in there, Johnny. Yes, yeah, speaking of Kyler Murray, did you see the
1: 33rd team release their quarterback rankings and uh, was pretty solid with where they had old K1? But the rest of the list, Bo, there was just <laughs> a lot to digest. Here it is 33rd team 2024 offseason QB power rankings. I like a lot of this, frankly. You got Baby Hands, Kenny Pickett at 31, <laughs> Bailey Zappy at 32, right? Justin Fields is at twenty-one. Couple notables: Brock Purdy was just in the Super Bowl that everybody told me was the MVP. No, he's this is probably right. He's in the back half of the of you know the top sixteen. K one Kyler Murray eleventh in front of guys like Geno Smith. Agreed, Kirk Cousins. Agreed, Jared Goff, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Anthony
2: Richardson. What stands out to you on this list? Uh, outside of it's just pure chaos. Um, I love I mean, it. I do appreciate Kyler being eleventh. Uh, I think yeah. that. You know when i talked to chris sims he said he's in the in the top half of quarterback so i think anywhere you can put him between 16 and you know the the, just outside knocking at the top 10 i think is is fair but like when you start to kind of nitpick this list justin herbert coming off a, a real terrible season by his standards to be as high as four you're basing that solely on potential and then you have the season you know you're basing a lot off of like Dak had a really good statistical season. And while CJ he's ahead of CJ Stroud, you got Trevor Lawrence here in the top 10 who had a real midseason season where we had like 21 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. It's just, it's all over the place. Um, you know, they have Gino Smith is Kirk cousins based on his injury and Jared Goff is below the Smith and cousins. That's kind of crazy to me. And then you're the same thing goes for Aaron Rodgers, And then you, Disrespect to Jalen Hurts and, and Brock Purdy and Tua. It's just, this is all over the place. And they have Watson below Desmond Ritter and, and Bryce Young. It's like Desmond Ritter shouldn't be ahead of anybody but maybe Kenny Pickett and Bailey Zappi. It's great. I love it so much. I just love like Tua had his best year and he's still like, people are
1: just like, yeah, you could be your year, year with Tua. And like, I looked up his numbers. He didn't throw ter- 30 touchdowns this year. Ky- Kyler Murray is how many play. did he throw? 29 (laughs) that's didn't throw 30 29 I I it's it's good stuff um and I think Kyler is gonna be back he's gonna be back in the top 10 this year I think everybody agrees with that if you agree with Kyler Murray in the top 10 this year hit that like button on this video give it a like if you don't agree we'd appreciate that um so I was at we're gonna be at pff.com later in the show we're gonna do uh maybe a four-round mock draft so stay tuned for that but Brad Spielberger, our friend or maybe friend of me at PFF, he's he's asking for it. And I'm going to have to give it to him at the combine because he put together an article uh, basically saying that the number one, like not like a free agent. You can't afford to lose for each team. Yet the Cardinals can't afford to lose Hollywood Brown. Now, I feel like in talking with Brad, maybe that's just kind of a placeholder because of the rest of the free agents, you know, just kind of pick your poison. But then he also had something interesting. He had a, a trade proposal involving Hassan Reddick. I can't remember what team it was, but the compensation was, you guessed Houston. it. Uh, Houston, yes. Yeah. A second-round pick. And this comes on the heels of will they or won't they trade Hassan Reddick, Philadelphia, quote, giving him an option to seek a trade. Second-round pick, probably a little pricey for the Arizona Cardinals, especially considering they're picking 35.
2: Yeah, it's if, if you can... That it'd be worth it, right? I mean, I think, as, as far as how he fits in JG's system, uh his age, would he be willing to sign an extension here, where they where they lack playmaking, as as far as guys who can really create pressure? I I don't know. I I think if if that's what you're talking about, thirty five. You think it's too rich? Is that is that yeah, what you said for Hassan Reddick? I wouldn't pay thirty-fifth um, pick for Hassan Reddick. Would you? Uh, I think he's a proven commodity. I think he's a top ten. At twenty nine, you, you would give up. You would give up pick thirty five. Uh, yeah, I would. Absolutely. If 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 you can and what he's looking for, didn't Hassan Reddick tweet out that he wants all he wants to do is really work out an extension. That's really what this is about with Philly. Didn't he didn't he kind of say that today? I'm shocked by this. I thought you and I Why? were on the same page yesterday. What are you going to we Who who's going to be who's a better option I guess than Hassan Reddick? Well, okay. Right I think that this has a ceiling though of like
1: 18 months of high-end production then it falls off a cliff when you're talking about Pick 35 is almost a first round pick that you're that you're using. Cardinals basically have what equates to three first rounders on a fledgling roster. And you want to trade pick 35 for a guy who's 29?
2: Yeah. I, I mean wow. I, think, I'm, I know I understand what you were saying yesterday where you feel like this is maybe a year ahead of schedule um, yeah. to pull off a move. But if if that's if that's the asking price, I, I just I don't know. I mean, 35, like who would you who would you, who in the draft is going to give you, you know, consistent production, you know, for that that you you know you'll get for at least a season and a half, two seasons. I, I don't know. That's Rennick. their job. Figure it out.
1: Draft an all pro at thirty five, and it does I'm not saying <laughs> ne- necessarily. Listen, I don't want to give too much away. I have the Cardinals in my mock draft taking a pass rusher at thirty five, and we may or may not have interviewed him at the um, Super Bowl last week. Yeah. So you, you you would you take that young man out of Missouri at pick thirty five, or would you take old Hassan Reddick at twenty nine, where you got a payroll? Come
2: on, Bo. What are we doing here? Zedarius Robinson. The is, the way that you six five. You set that up. Yeah, I understand. He's a massive massive human being. You hate and him now. I'm going to text him and tell me I don't love like him. I th- I, th- I love Darius Robinson. I do, but it, it really is going to like I said about Hassan Reddick. He's kind of break the glass in case of emergency, if you don't figure out the pass rush, if you don't feel that need yeah. su- sufficiently enough before the draft, right? Yeah. So it also depends on what you do at 27. Like, is a Dallas Turner there? Because if you get a Dallas Turner there, then yeah, at 35, you don't need to go out and get a Hassan Redick. But if I'm pressed on it and you haven't feel, found that, that guy that's going to wreak havoc from your front seven, I think Redick is worth the 35th overall pick. This is I'm shocked by this. I we are gonna have probably
1: our biggest disagreement in in a hot minute here. What are you um, willing to give up? Just one of the thirds? Yeah, I would because. give up. Think about what Houston gave up in, in Brad's hypothetical. Pick what 50 something? Cardinals are in the 60s. Give up a third this year and a third next year. And if they don't want that, they can kick grass. But I'm I, 35. 35. For a twenty-nine-year-old, yeah, that's a that's a kind move. Who is went? Who was who
2: was the thirty-fifth overall pick last year? I don't know, probably somebody elite. I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> Joey Porter Jr. went like thirty-four, right?
2: Yeah, thirty-second or thirty-third. L- Will Will Levis, I think, was like thirty-five, wasn't he? Thirty-four. Who was thirty-five? He was. The, he was the, hold on, I'll get you. I'll get you right there. Just just fill with your nonsense that you're not. winning. Adam saying league. thirty in September. Yeah, you know what? Let's go get... We're going to actually use pick 35 for, for Hassan Reddick. Roger take- McCreary, the corner out of Auburn, was the 35th overall pick last year. How did Roger okay. do this year? We're going to use... He had pick two 35. picks. He had two sacks. Looks like he had a good season for the Titans. Good for him. We're going to use pick 30- <laughs> <Let> me- <laughs> Javante Williams, running back. He's good. When he's healthy, yeah. Really good. Okay, let me make sure I understand this.
1: Pick 35. DeAndre Swift. 30-year-old Hassan Reddick. We can use pick 104 on my grandfather, who's 95 (laughs) years old in a retirement community in Bloomington, Illinois. We're gonna do that next. We're gonna draft John Ficka at pick 104. And then potentially now with one of our thirds, then let's flip that and then go out and reacquire Rodney Hudson. I think that's a good plan.
2: Okay. Well, if you're staring down another season of Dennis Gardeck and Zayvon Collins being your primary pass rushers, then sure, hold on to thirty-five and go out and get your Roger McCreary. Get it, get
1: a, get a young Pat. First of all, you're allowed to take more pass rushers. I, the car like that. I cannot believe you're entertaining that. That is. Let's move on to the next story because I can't even look at you right now, Brandon no, Ayuk.
2: Supposedly, what are you talking about? Don't trash me like that. Why Why is it like that you would take a guy who has in his last, what, four seasons in a row been super productive? And you told me yesterday you at- wouldn't
1: sign Chris Jones, but you're going to trade 35
2: for Hassan Redick? 35, yes, because he's he's like, if you even let him play at his contract, you've got, a, like, I think it's a solid play for a, maybe a potentially a one-year Rental? Rental? Let's not uh, let's not let's not put thirty five on a pedestal. You've got you've got the fourth overall selection what's you happened the 27th to twenty seventh
1: overall we selection. To, are you dehydrated? We need help, man. You
2: are. I Johnny. They have, they have, need to, Johnny, they have three third round the picks. Right they have three third round picks. You guys can sit here and you like. I'm going to go on to hoarders, and you're going to have you know second and third round picks underneath just things of trash because you value him so much. Like he's a proven commodity. <laughs>
1: He's all like- the Cardinals drafted him. He's in 2017. He's almost been in the league for 10 years. Red sea ball reach any further. You're going to need go, go gadget arms. Absolutely. You guys
2: fine. Crush me in the chat. Get help. Get help. And we're going to help. I you had right 17 and now. a half sacks in 2022 under Jonathan Gannon. You're like, no, nah, I don't want that. I want to, I want to <laughs> just put all my money on potential. On a guy who could potentially be good. How about a guy that's really effing good at football? I wouldn't mind okay, that Steve. for the 35th overall pick. Okay, ha- Steve I Coms. mean, it's one thing that you can you can crush Steve Kime, and fine. You want to pit me up with that villain? Fine. You're you guys, that's that's on you. But he did t- flip a second round pick for Chandler he Jones.
1: He did. Chandler Jones was also like 26 25 years old, uh, when that trade went down. Listen, do I want Hassan Reddick on this team? Yes. Keep your draft picks, and they will. Uh or they could flip one for Brandon Ayuk, which this story came out of left field. You and I uh, talked about this after the Super Bowl. So a bunch of Bay Area people, including John Middlecoff, speculated that somebody within the big <laughs> core of the Niner receiving core would be jet-setted out of town after George Kittle and Debo Samuel took a dump in the Super Bowl. And I would <laughs> think it would be one of those two. Because you have to pay Brandon Ayuk, right? He's on yeah. a franchise tag. He's a budding star. 1,300 yards this year. Wait just a second. Brandon Ayuk's sister, either sister or girlfriend, I can't remember, took to Instagram to say the following. Stuff's be this the best part of the NFL offseason. People be wilding. Let's go to the tail of the tape here. Brandon Ayuk's girlfriend here. Do we got it, Damon? Last day. I mean, not our last day. Um, well, okay, this might have been the last day we touched foot on Levi Stadium, me and Braylon, because we might not be out here next
2: season. Who's Braylon?
1: I don't know. We got, we got also the follow. Know up. Who that?
2: Who, do we know who that nice girl was? I have no. That's idea. his girlfriend, and <laughs> she, she was, was so confused in the car. <laughs> she's brushing <laughs> the teeth in the car. All right, let's go now to the
1: next video. This one's a little longer. This is Brandon Ayuk's friend on Instagram saying, "This is the exact reason why we leave in San Francisco." He's basically saying later. Uh, Thank you, 49ers, for drafting my brother. Oh, this is his brother, or maybe. We are forever grateful. Um, B.A. to Vegas. Brandon Ayuk to Vegas, maybe? I don't know what that means. Um, Brandon Ayuk then went to meet with reporters today Mm -hmm. and was incredibly noncommittal about his future with San Francisco. That is maybe the most shocking outcome outside of them blowing the Super Bowl. If they think that... Trading Brandon Ayuk to double down on an aging core of Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and George Kittle is the play. Good yeah. luck to you. And I know San Francisco pushes all the right buttons—the the model franchise in the NFL right now. But like, if you think you can flip Brandon Ayuk for like a, a pick in the teens, how'd that work out when you traded away DeForest Buckler and drafted Javon Kinlaw? It was a
2: huge effing embarrassment. So we can only hope that this is true. Right, and and we're talking about this from the standpoint of. Rome is falling in San Francisco, correct? correct. It, not, not not from a, the standpoint, no. yeah. Just because I, I, I mean, just watching him and his his press availability just doesn't it doesn't fit. You know the, the type of player that Monty Ausmusfort, you know, described that he wanted to play for the Arizona Cardinals, but. Um, I, I feel sad for Damon dog that had to take those two, uh, pieces of content and turn no, those were great. I love those. I love them. <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it's inevitably going to end in divorce and the, uh, the ice that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are standing on are, uh, it's getting thinner by the day, which is fantastic.
1: Let's play the girlfriend video one more time, Damon. Can we have that one more time? (laughs) Last day, I mean, not our last day. Um, Well, okay, this might have been the last day we touched foot on Levi Stadium, me and Braylon, because we might not be out here next season. That's uh, TikTok is ruining America. Why not? (laughs) Like that video, unless she was live. Just redo your take. Get your sentence together and start over. What you get multiple takes on social media. What is happening to the youth in, in America? Yeah. We need to yeah, help I don't know.
2: Take, I have put no the idea. down
1: and collect yourself. Put the toothbrush down and try again. I that was a lot. That was I, I'm with you. The first time I watched that I'm like this is good. And then yeah, digesting
2: that for the second time, I was confused what was happening. Uh I'm still confused. I have no idea who's Braylon. Why does she have a mini toothbrush? What's going on? Are they it's their last day, might be the last day at Levi Stadium. Oh, what a complete mess. I have more questions than I have answers, even after watching all that. Uh okay. So Hassan Redick, the jury, according to Bo Brock, is mortgage
1: the future for a 30 year old. But <laughs> thankfully we're not gonna do that. Brandon Ayuk and his girlfriend,
2: who knows what's happening there? But somebody, also somebody next- get it somebody get me a TikTok account and a mini toothbrush while I make my case for Hassan Reddick. <laughs> Uh, not going to be
1: Cardinals. Who will be a Cardinal in our upcoming mock draft? We're going four rounds today, baby, with the PFF mock draft simulator. But before we do, from one Cardinal to another, how about our friends Desert Financial Credit Union, the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals for more than 84 years. Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, dedicating and creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make life better. They're the number one credit union in my house. I am repping the Red Sea with the Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card, and you can too. And if you're looking for maybe more robust options, Desert Financial is gonna hook you up checking, savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options. And more. Plus, they got a ton of locations here in the valley, in the East Valley. Get you your money when you need it. Show your team spirit. Open up a free checking account online. Get Arizona Cardinal visa debit card. Go to desertfinancial.com/slash cardinals to get started. Every weekend we have flag football. And every weekend we bring a babysitter because my wife and I are coaching. We want to help out. And the babysitter needs cash. And I never have cash, but there's always a desert financial credit union. Drive through, grab. You know what i need take care of it same day super convenient and easy check them
2: out they will not disappoint you hopefully i can convey how uh great empire today is as far as getting new flooring better than that young lady in a car with her mini toothbrush trying to convey that she wants her friend brandon iuk out of san francisco because well, Empire Today is a little bit easier to say because they're easy, they're quick, they're convenient as far as your next flooring needs. You're trying to get some new carpeting, you're trying to get some new hardwood. Well, Empire Today is exactly how you're going to do that. You're going to em- go to empiretoday.com phnx and you're going to start your journey into getting new flooring in your new condo, your house, wherever it may be. Empire Today is going to do it and they're going to do it. The knowledge that you would get from an expert, not somebody that was just working, you know, at Fry's Food Stores just down the street a week ago, and then had to fast track their knowledge as far as flooring needs. No, they've got the virtual floor designer where you can find out what the new flooring is going to look like in your setup uh, and do it today. Go to EmpireToday.com/phnx and you can start your way to receiving three hundred fifty dollars discount on your flooring needs. That's going to EmpireToday.com/phnx and you'll start. You're getting your flooring needs with a $350 discount. Damon Dawg, can we see the top 10 of the NFL draft as it stands
1: right now? Today, my friend, I am definitely not using this graphic to change into. It's time for the mock draft with Bo and Johnny, brought to you by our friends at Empire Today. There you can see it. The Chicago Bears picking first overall. The Commanders, Patriots, Cardinals, Chargers with Jim Harbaugh at 5th, the New York Giants. And then we've got the Tennessee Titans, who knows what's happening there. And then, of course, the Chicago Bears and the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Jets looking good. And, uh, yeah, it's time today to build your empire with Empire Today, the official sponsor of the PHNX Cardinals Weekly Mock Draft. And, look, it's a couple Montes, a couple Monty (laughs) awesome Boards here ready to hook you up with a draft unlike any other. I'm going to present my screen. Bo Brock, you let me know when you can see what I've got going
2: on with our friends at the PFF Mock Draft Simulator. There we go. Starting the load. You've already got us in the Cardinals' war room. The Bears are on the board. Washington up next, the Patriots third, and the Arizona Cardinals picking in their fourth overall selection. Any want, Will, to jump up there and ensure Marvin Harrison Jr.? you are just going to let these draft dominoes fall?
1: Well, let's see. I mean, if we go to the New England Patriots and we just say, okay, what would it take? Could we, could we throw, pick 105 for four and three? Would they be interested? Might be interested. Is that something you'd be willing to entertain, Bo Brock? No. Okay. No. Let's see. Maybe 137, less likely. I say we... We roll the dice, mm-hmm.
2: and we get this party started. Let's do it. You can just see my wow. bald head, by the way, sticking out. A shocking selection. The-
1: Roma Dunze going third overall to the New England Patriots. Um, things have gone horribly wrong for the people in, in Foxborough, and I like Roma Dunze. He's uh, the best deep threat in this class, but uh, inexplicably uh, passing on MHJ, Malik Neighbors, Joe Alt. Uh, Jaden Daniels still available. What do you make of this situation?
2: It's just, this is, this is dumb. I don't like this mock draft. It's not realistic. You uh, want to go
1: back and start over?
2: I mean, let's just, yeah, I, I agree with Red Sea. Let's just take Marvin and move on.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Okay. Yeah, Jaden Daniels, still available. We draft Marvin Harrison Jr. We fast forward the pick... 27 for the Arizona Cardinals and before we dive into who's available somehow Jaden Daniels lasted all the way to pick 26 something happened pre-draft there might have been a uh who is the player that fell uh to the Miami Dolphins that had that video that came out is that is that what's happening here in the Tunsil yeah was yeah, they the, the, have a gas mo- mask bomb yeah, yeah it might be uh that 2.0 jo- Joe Alters on new what's happening in this tra- I'm going to start this over I'm sorry okay. this is this is yeah. this has never looked like this before we're gonna get this party started here. Uh, mock draft simulator, perfect. We're gonna go back in here. I might have tinkered around
2: with some stuff before this. So Did we're gonna go. Yeah, I I I well hold on, I'm take sure. a look at that. Uh positional valley, slider down, draft needs high. What are you doing? Does Why that look good? That? Does that look good? What take about that the randomness down as low so as like less? Okay. Yeah. Draft for need, middle of the pack. All right, we're going to try this again, folks. That was yeah. an embarrassment. I was embarrassed for everyone. All um, right, we started. Here we go. With my bald head just peeking out over this logo. Can we swap this logo, by the way, to the other side of the screen for the next one?
1: It's I'm just Johnny here. doing his mock draft
2: <laughs> no, in a dumb ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> are, oh, oh even more chaos. Hey, this... I'm No, it's of
1: this is real. This is semi realistic, right? This is this is what we need to do. It's time to trade. The New York okay. Giants potentially wanting to come up. They're interested in trading for Jaden Daniels. So obviously we go four, we go six. We go 39. We go
2: 47. Not interested. 70, not interested. 108. You haven't even gotten a future first in there and they're not interested. What's going on here? Do you get I don't that, know what the hell's you happening You got to start here. with the future first. I think we forced this trade here. I think you want to come up two spots
1: or do you want to just say teams interested? There's a lot of teams interested. Well, do you want to talk to somebody can, else? Let's, yeah. Let's talk to Atlanta. All right. We're talking to Atlanta, eight 43, a one next, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Here? All right.
2: four, I I agree with, yeah. uh, was it was let Daniel. It's just, let's call up uh, Mr. Desperate Sean Payton in the Denver Broncos. Okay. So here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing right
1: here. We're going down here. We're I like getting this, nuts. Johnny. Oh, yeah, I like that a lot. I feel really good about this. We're forcing this trade, by the way. Uh, This is game (laughs) four. Is that enough for you? Yes. Patrick Sertain, a one next year. Go down to 12. So, basically, it's two ones and Pat Sertain, but a swap of ones included in there. All right. I think we do it. it. Force this trade. Oh, the trade went through, and the Cardinals have a (laughs) 23-year-old. All pro corner. Thank you, Sean Payton. You are reckless, sir. And we will resume this draft at pick 12. All right. So a lot of talent went off the board. So as you can see here, Malik neighbors somehow went fourth, which is stupid. We're just going to pretend that's Jaden Daniels, Joe Alts gone, Roma Dunzey, Brock Bowers, Cooper Dejean, who's a PFF darling, snuck in there with Chicago. God help the people of CHGO If that were to happen, um, looking at this list, Bo, Anybody stick out to you where you could say, you know what, that's an investment I want to make?
2: I mean, it's really how you have these tackles scouted. You know, Fuaga is kind of making his case did during the senior bowl to be tackle three. So there he is for the pick and at 12. Um, And then it also comes down to how you have your corners uh, ranked as well. You've got Wiggins, you've got a couple other guys on there down the board. I'm sure Quinion Mitchell is there. Um, but man, would Fuago be he would really bolster your offensive line, wouldn't he? I think this um, is the pick here. I and, think unless you really up love a Dallas Turner or Jared Verse at the at the edge rush position, um, you know, I I, I think Fuago would be great bookend with Paris Johnson Jr. You've already helped your defense exponentially by adding Pat Sertane.
1: Now I know he plays cornerback, but you're you, you will have assumed at this point, both, that they've addressed some semblance of a defensive line in free agency. Yeah. We still have Kelvin Beach in pencil in with respect to him at right or left tackle. I think this is the play. The more you hear about him, the more you think that he could sneak into the top 10. Um, I mean, you look at it, just a physical specimen, six, six, he's bigger than Paris Johnson jr. He's about the same size, only allowed two hits this year. Hasn't given up a sack in three years as a member of the Oregon state Beavers in in the pac 12, when they're playing lot to at UCLA and they're playing Washington and Oregon and, you know, Arizona was ranked this year. I mean, they had a hard non-conference schedule. This this is a supremely gifted player. And look at this. He's he's a
2: ready-made NFL right tackle, which allows you to kick Paris Johnson Jr. over to the left side, Bo. Yep. Yeah, let's do it. Put him at his natural position in your offensive line. You can set it and forget it for the next five to six years, potentially. All right. So now we're down the board at 27th overall. Um, some interesting names here. Troy Franklin, yeah. Michael Penn, or what am I saying? Why am I even mentioning Michael Penn? He's not in the in the conversation, but oh, it's just, he's it's still on the board. Available. Byron Murphy. So if you go Byron Murphy and you took Fuaga, now I mean you're you're you really are investing in the trenches. I think they
1: would be playing bully ball. I think this is the play. I like Troy Fla- Franklin fine, but he's under six foot. Or excuse me, he's not under six foot. I was thinking of of um Maybe the kid from uh, Georgia, but again, like, is he somebody that's going to be able to to demand, you know, a number one corner opposite him in the NFL level? Is he going to be a a future number one receiver? You'd have to weigh that. I I don't think he's a first round caliber receiver right now. Whereas I think Byron Murphy, once we fast forward to the NFL draft, is going to be defensive tackle number one, and he's going to go top twenty. The best defensive line not named. Michigan this year belonged to Texas and the Texas Longhorns have two of the four best defensive tackles in this class. If you, I I know we're, we're taking our medicine here and it's, it's not sexy, but Patrick Sertain premium position, Fuega premium position at tackle Byron Murphy, pass rusher, five technique, three technique premium position. I mean, like you are investing in the health and longevity of your roster. You got to figure out what to do at receiver but that I think
2: that's a problem for day two, Bo. Yeah, Chase, Brandon, Red Sea, all saying it's an easy pick with Murphy. Let's do it. Let's do it. In. And then
1: look, Cardinals are picking thirty-five. I mean, man. Oh, it, it, there's this is there's some temptation here. Um, Why so not? I, I, are you talking I about think,
2: Darius Robinson?
1: Yeah, because I think. Listen, let's just say hypothetically they added a defensive tackle and an edge rusher in free agency that are rotational players. Maybe the D tackle is your, you know, your blue chipper, a free agency, but I think edge rusher tackle, cornerback
2: defensive tackle. I mean, you're, you're set now, man. Yeah, it looks great. I I mean, I don't have any issue with that. I mean, you've got some true beef there. It's versatile between, you know, a big, Big guy Murphy, and then you got a guy who's just as athletic as they come as far as front seven players going. Darius Robinson. just scroll down real quick. We'll just see who else is who's available because, you know, Mitchell's interesting out of Texas, as is Keon Coleman out of Florida State. Um, Chris Jenkins down the line. Man. Yeah, Walker's good, but I think that the difference there, there isn't that big of a separation between Walker and maybe who would be available for one of those three third-round picks. Can you get, get? Could you get a Brendan Rice? I think that that's. I I would I'd either go Robinson or or Jenkins. That that's that's probably my pick to kind you're of you're not consider considering defensive front. at all. Nah, probably not. Like I just didn't see the consistency there, and like like I said about you know, Mitchell and, and Tez Walker, I think that you can find similar wide receivers later in the draft. Darius Robinson, Patrick Sertain
1: and Fuega, uh, and, and Byron Murphy, the second, the Cardinals do not have players that, that look like them on their NFL roster. (laughs) They just don't, just because the Cardinals have a 53 man roster doesn't mean, you know, some of the parts are equal to, to the other, you know, franchise in the NFL. I think this is the play. I think Dame Brugler had him roughly about 30, 31 today on his top 100. Um, You want to get after Brock Purdy and make him uncomfortable a la Chris Jones. You want to get after Geno Smith and and an aging Matthew Stafford. And then you got to hope that Monty Austin Ford can find somebody like a Michael Wilson 2.0 to supplement. And I think he can. And I also think, you know, Trey McBride, Huggy Bear, Higgy Bear, You make it work in the short term, and and the Cardinals, Darius Robinson's the pick, in my opinion. All right, let's do it. All right, so here's where things get interesting. You know, the Cardinals have picked 66, 71, uh, 90, and 104. We got to find this receiver at some point, but I don't Mm want to reach here. Uh, Roman Wilson, out of Michigan, is the top receiver available, but he's ranked 73rd. Uh, via PFF and I mean never had a thousand yard receiving season. Did have 12 touchdowns, but you know, playing in, in an offense that is run first, second, and third before they opt to throw the football bow.
2: Yeah. Uh he he competed out there. Quenya Mitchell said that was his wide receiver. He liked to go up against the senior bowl. Um and you know you see the size six feet. I liked I like Brendan Rice down the board here too as well. Yeah, like I do a lot too. better size at six three. Um, really showed off that he could be physical, play that game. I think that that's the re- wide receiver that you're going to target here with one of your three picks. Can you get some value before that as he's kind of down the draft board a little bit? I think the play is you hope and pray he gets to pick 71. What's, wrong with, yeah. I, I What's I wrong with him? What's wrong with him? I was looking at McMillian, but he was down down the board a little bit. And that's fine. Do you have any temptation to double dip with Wilson and Rice back to back here? Oh, uh, I, I just don't know if Wilson I don't I don't even think Wilson's better than him. I think that I know that he, he's competitive, but I just I don't know if I would I would put him there. You worry about the ceiling. You worry about the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I I don't
1: really love any of these players. Uh maybe the cornerback from yeah. Michigan
2: ahead of Rice. Do you just take Rice here? Uh Let's let's roll down the board a little bit more.
1: Yeah. We're getting into the running back zone now. I mean, mm-hmm. let's look at some of
2: these players that went off the board already. Ricky. Mari Purcell. Thrash is also a good option too. I mean, this yeah. is that's why I wanted to wait on wide receiver because you got a kind of a glutton of of wide receivers here that you could pick from uh and, and continue to focus on maybe some top premium positions. What do you think? You pulled the trigger on the move. Let's go with, I don't know much about the kid out of Kansas. What are we thinking about the edge?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it shocks me that they now still have a, a competent program at the collegiate level. Nine sacks this year in the Big 12. Had a good game against Texas, 82.3 PFF rating, Six-six-two forty-five 245, redshirt sophomore. So he's he's on the younger side. Austin Booker, I couldn't tell you. One thing about him I didn't watch a lot of uh I didn't watch a lot of Kansas <laughs> football. Does it does? he's outside the tackle edge rusher, a pure outside edge rusher um that would play opposite Darius Robinson. But again, then you've got B Joe Jolari. I, I don't I know there'll be enough snaps and they want to rotate
2: guys, but I don't know. Like All right, let's and, make and the gets, pick. Let's let's either take the edge out of Kansas or the the corner out of Michigan, Santa Astro. Matt, let's go with the cornerback. Let's let's double up here. The Cardinals desperately need corners. And
1: this falls right into our uh, advantage here. Brendan Rice pick number 71 for the Arizona Cardinals. They get their first wide receiver, not at four, but it picked 71. Fast forward all the way to pick 90 here. You've taken your medicine, right? Mm-hmm. You've You've hit on every possible need. You've added two cornerbacks, including an all pro. You've added a right tackle. You've added a defensive tackle. You've added an edge rusher. And now are you in a position to say, I'm going to splurge a little bit. I'm going to get a running back.
2: Yeah. I think you look either guard or you look, you can look running back. What, what's the guard situation? Any, any well, other like top Mahoney guys? Mahoney out of, out of Boston College is a really good player. And, uh,
1: Rook out of Clemson is excellent as well. I mean, I think he has to be in consideration. There's Cooper
2: Beebe there, who's a, yeah. who's a favorite of ours. Let's go with yeah. Beebe and then look into the uh, the running Absolutely. back spot. I like
1: that pick a lot. Cooper Beebe, who I do have in the first two rounds of my mock draft. Drop it at gophnx.com later tonight. Uh, pick 104 now. Uh, Bucky Irving is the best available running back here. Let's go ahead and isolate this. Um, kid out of Notre Dame. Uh, good player. These are the probably the two that make the most sense. I'm not a Will Shipley mm-hmm. fan. Uh, Bucky Irving, a little undersized. Uh, I think he's about, what, 5'10"? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. 5'10", 5'11", on a good day. So... I I don't love these backs enough. Um,
2: I think Braylon Allen's a a great prospect at 20 years old, coming out of a a school that produces a lot of great backs in Wisconsin. Um, But I mean, you could, you could hold off even there. I mean, they devalue him a little bit. I think he's probably, he's probably worth the top
1: 100 pick. If I, I have no problem taking Braylon Allen at at 105.
2: It's whatever, whatever your taste is, Johnny, you pull the trigger on which back you want, man. Uh, bucky bucky yeah. would be a good play I, I don't disagree with that you don't think he's too small no 510 he's running back
1: i know but like yeah he's 200 pounds yeah he is a good player damn he had a monster season look at that 1200 yards 1100 yards 6.4 yards per touch at oregon all right we'll take the value bucky irving to pick 105 is good value if he busts you know he's a fourth rounder who cares uh, the the chat Arizona like
2: Cardinals. like Braylon Allen there, but um, okay, that's fine. I mean, I I, I I just, that's I just up and saw the, Yeah, do we ever get Bowman
1: back on the screen here? Uh, I think this is going to be <laughs> wow, a B plus in a in a draft where you got Patrick Sertain and a future one, uh, as well as I mean those those first three picks, and Patrick Sertain. I mean, like Jonathan Gannon gets. An edge rusher, a D lineman, Patrick Sertain, a future one, his right tackle of the future, his CB two potentially or three of the future. I mean that that's an incredible haul. That if, if there's ever a scenario in which you can't get Marvin Harrison Jr., this is probably my favorite of yeah. all the drafts we've done. Would you agree? Big with Big old
2: boys, yeah, absolutely. Love what what we did as far as the offensive and defensive fronts. It's it's what people have been craving, you know, for far too long in the desert and. I like this one. I think it's better than a B B plus, uh, you know, starting left guard of the future, as you mentioned, and and your right tackle to go with your left tackle. That's already under contract for the next few seasons. And then some beef up front between Murphy and Robinson. It's, I really like it. I think it's fantastic. So, uh, of course our friends over at empire today, they fuel our mock drafts building our empire today. That was a good one. Didn't want to do it, but PFF simulator, it's the AI is it's next thing. I know it's going to be trying to take over the world. It's gone. It's gone rogue. And I don't, I don't really like it. (laughs) I look at that mock and you know, that mock makes
1: me think of how did the Cardinals win against the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles running the football being physical. And I, I love the high flying Cardinal offensive years past and touchdowns and the hail Murray, but what the Cardinals were probably the most efficient they've ever been in a rebuilding year in the months of December and January because they played a certain style of football that is more predicated to succeeding in those months why did the Lions reach the NFC Championship game why did the Chiefs you know you know jump start their season run game defense pass rush right so I think Marvin Harrison Jr is an anomaly he's an outlier you take him obviously he's if he's there But if Monty Austin Ford wants, and I've been going back and forth with this, but if he wants to pivot and just say, Marvin's our guy, and if our guy's not available, our draft strategy is going to change, and it's going to change back into what worked last year. Tackle, at three pass rusher in the second round corner, right? Then we'll take a big physical receiver. I'm fine with that, because this franchise, as you've noted many times, Bo, you still have to take your medicine. You have to have your meat and potatoes. The Cardinals roster as much as we're high on, on this season is not in a position to say we can splurge here and there. No, you, they have no defensive line, right? They have no cornerback room outside of Garrett Williams and um, you know, a couple undrafted free agents and, and key Clark
2: in the sixth round. They need help everywhere. Yeah. They, yeah, they certainly do. And, and that, that one is more of a really go after your needs. Uh, and it's, it, it would become obviously at the expense of, team taking marvin harrison jr before you get the opportunity to do so but it also would put you in a position to really really solidify uh roster needs all over the place uh if you like that that mock draft drop a like on this video uh we appreciate all 260 plus people tuning in live right now it's just simple hit that like subscribe to phnx sports and of course if you haven't done so already become a diehard today johnny said he's dropping his mock draft tonight you want to get uh, maybe an exclusive look at that. You can certainly do so. You get the opportunity to talk to us. You know, the chat doesn't just stop after the show ends. It continues in the member Discord. Only way to get access to that is become a diehard today. Go phnx.com Become a diehard. We love it. Uh, Bananas Epic Gaming says that's a C-minus draft. All right. Didn't like it as much as we did, but we'll, we'll figure out I can, why that is going forward. I mean, What's if up? you
1: don't like all pro corners that are 23 years yeah. old, that's that's your choice. You don't uh, like Here's what I will say.
0: Your $230.5 we
2: million dollar vest investment being protected for the rest of his career. Yeah, if you don't like that, that's fine. It's a C-. minus. It would be so poetic for Monty Onsenford
1: after Kyler Murray and his protection was basically disregarded for the entire Kyme era to say, my first two picks in each of these two drafts are going to be tackles for my quarterback. Yeah, And, and he's going to play his best football because of it. Um, People are saying, eat your vegetables, A-plus draft. Reese, I think if we had a mulligan, we would have drafted Allen, but... I, I I mean, if you pick a back in the fourth round, like, you know, beggars can't be choosers. We're just we're just going to go BPA at that point. I think anything more, this is not a great back class. I think it's good depth. I think guys could emerge. There's no Jameer Gibbs. There's no Bijan John Robinson that are going to go. I mean, those guys went top 12 last year. So I think you're looking for quality depth. I mean, James Conner is coming off a Pro Bowl season and Michael Carter Jr. looked fantastic. I think you just look for a compliment. You add somebody in the fourth or fifth round that can be in the mix. And if they emerge, great. And if not, run it shit, run it back in, in 2025. Go get it back then. But that that's a that's a tone-setting draft for this franchise. That that that's a differentiator.
2: No doubt about it. And that was a mock draft that's gonna set the tone for the true offseason, which is upon us. We own the offseason here at PHNX Sports. Make sure you're following us across all social platforms at PHNX underscore Cardinals for Damon Dogger, producer for Johnny Venerable. I'm Bo Brock. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday edition of PHNX Cards.